In the year of our Lord 2020, we are blessed in at least one way. We have a whole array of incredible action stars. From Statham to The Rock, the sky is dark because all the stars are in our favorite high-octane thrill rides, but we think one shines the brightest of all of them. Who is that, James? Well, he's a self-made star who has carried multiple franchises on his back and formed some out of pure force of will and commitment. He has a truly wild backstory, a signature style, and the ability to bring a sense of joy and fun to basically any movie he shows up in. That's right, we're talking about Vin Diesel. The media has an interesting love-slash-mock relationship with Hollywood's baritone bad boy, Vin. So we thought we could do him a solid by discussing his highs and lows in a respectful yet mature fashion. Or as close to respectful and mature as we can muster. Yeah. We all know that this channel doesn't have the best track record when it comes to praising any action star celebrity, especially Vin Diesel. You know I'm bald by choice. Not a lot of people know this, but I only make Fast and the Furious to make Riddick movies so that Riddick can pay for witch hunters. <laughs> this is a Vin Diesel diss. What's this Boom. character's name? Listen, Riddick. Riddick? You're on the billboard for some reason. Uh, Vin Diesel had to listen. take out ads for this game because it wasn't selling. People see the ads, they'll buy the game. Never just look at it. On a scale of one to ten, can I borrow five dollars? So consider this an attempt at making good and giving credit where credit is due. This is us trying to get into heaven to wrong the rights that we have done. Yeah, this is how heaven works. God judges you based on how much you love or hate Vin Diesel. Or any action star for that matter. So you're probably asking yourself, why the hell are we focusing on someone that the rest of the world either loves or considers a joke that may or may not have a punchline? Well, at this point, you're either nodding in agreement so hard you might as well just Venmo your chiropractor, or your eyes have turned to big old question marks like a cartoon character as you wonder how we could possibly think this was a good idea so let us explain so the first thing we need to lock down is who is vin diesel and where did he come from to understand that we need to introduce you to a young man with a flair for the theatrical named mark sinclair when he was seven years old mark his brother and some friends broke into the theater of the new city in greenwich village fixing to do some old-fashioned vandalism before they could get their banksy on the theater's artistic director caught them and instead of calling the cops or getting them in serious trouble tapped them to appear in the theater's production of dinosaur door and thusly, a legend was born. Over the subsequent years, Sinclair participated in more theater productions as well as breakdancing and other forms of performance. It was during this time that he adopted the alias Vin Diesel, a name he chose to honor his stepfather, Irving H. Vincent, which coincidentally is an anagram for I and Lives. Those are two, yeah, very different ends of the spectrum there. Of... Yeah, I just imagine him going like, Hey dad, I want you to know that I'm naming my stage name after you. Also, I end lives. Now that Vin had a clear direction of his life calling, he started acting in films. He first appeared in the 1990 film Awakenings in an uncredited role, but his film career really started popping off when he produced, wrote, directed, and starred in the short drama Multifacial, a story loosely based on his own life about a multiracial actor struggling to find work. Which audition are you here for? Uh, the beer commercial. Hey man, I'm gonna be honest with you. You're a little too light. I mean, I could read you, but you're really too light. Ah, that's all right. The short was accepted to con and screened at the festival. Not bad for someone who just a few years ago was in a breakdancing crew looking to break into a little theater and had a love for street sharks. We'll get into more of that later. Yeah, he followed that up by putting the multi-hyphenate hat on again with the feature-length film Strays about a gang leader and the woman who tries to change his ways, which was screened at Sundance and ordered for a series at MTV. What the fuck is so funny about that? What the fuck is so fucking funny about that? Why the fuck would that be funny? 
You think it's fucking funny that he gives a fucking girl a disease? Following those successes, he was spotted by the big daddy of American cinema, Steven Spielberg. While Spielberg's hit rate on scouting talent isn't perfect, some offense to Brett Ratner. Actually, a lot of offense to Brett Ratner. Uh, yeah. What was he thinking? Come on, Steve. Call me. Let's talk this through. He was right to see potential when he added Vin Diesel to the cast of Saving Private Ryan. This brought him into the broader Hollywood spotlight, which led to a titular voice role in what we can all agree is one of the best animated films of all time, The Iron Giant. You stay. I From there, he completed his transition into the man we know today, who, 20 years later, is still basically the same energy drink glugging, tribal tattoo sporting, family loving action hero who also loves video game sci fi and DD. <gasps> Have we found the perfect man? <laughs> I think we have. He first caught most of our attention playing Dick B. Riddick in Pitch Black. Then he had us question if James Bond was finally dead to the world in Triple X. Shaken and stirred. And then he drove into our hearts one quarter mile at a time as Dom Toretto in what is arguably one of the most known film franchises in the world ever. We'll talk more about that as we move on. But first, let's talk about what sets Vin apart when we see him on screen. But first, a quick word from our sponsor, Manscaped. Summer's here and we could not be more thankful to be sponsored by Manscaped. You've already heard us talk about the Lawnmower 3.0, in my opinion, the best way to keep your downstairs feeling fresh and the perfect package. And now Manscaped is back to make sure you look your best this summer. Introducing the Shears 2.0, a luxury four-piece nail kit that gets you slashed tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Oh my. If you're like me, you're wearing a lot of flip-flops these days and you want your little ones looking good. No one likes looking at some ungroomed lower fingers. That's what I call toes. Get used to it. We've said it before and we're going to say it forever. Manscaped is the best in the biz when it comes to you and keeping yourself fresh. If you're in need of some avid ball trimming, consider subscribing to the perfect package you'll get a new blade refill for your lawnmower every three months. That's three months of hairless, unscathed balls. Plus, for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. I own them, and they are fantastic. So get 20% off plus free shipping by using our code FILMHOUSE20 at manscaped.com. Once again, that's 20% off plus free shipping by using code FILMHOUSE20 at manscaped.com. Summer's here, and it's time to Manscaped. Back to the show. Take a moment with us and imagine a spectrum of action stars. On one end, you've got, say, Jason Statham, who's always winking to the camera with his over-the-top deliveries and action, all contained within his gruff, scary British guy demeanor. Not only is he playing up the silliness of the roles he takes, but the movies he appears in also seem to be doing the same thing. Yeah, the obvious examples are Crank and Crank 2, the Crankiverse, if you will, which take an absurd premise and bonkers leading character with an insane goofy name, Chev Chulios, and cranks every dial up to 11, goes fully insane while gleefully pointing at itself and yelling, how bonkers is this? Then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, the wrestler turned megastar, who is always sincere on screen. 
He has no interest in people smirking at his movies. He wants his characters and himself to be admired. If you wonder how true this is, just remember that he stated his desire on numerous occasions not to lose fights or to be beaten up on screen. It's a very wrestling approach in which you keep that character strong. The Rock's movies tend to always play the same way. Sincere, earnest, and wanting you to take it at face value. Even movies like Rampage and Skyscraper, bonkers movies with silly premises, are played fully straight. So now that you understand both ends of our leading male action star spectrum, we can talk about what makes Vin Diesel so great. Vin Diesel sits right in the middle. In some of his movies, the premise and the circumstances are so absurd, but he plays it totally straight. In others, the situation is relatively normal, but Vin Diesel's grin and his deliveries let you know that you're still allowed to laugh at it. It talks like an asshole, it looks like an asshole. Chances are it's an asshole. It's this flexibility and many other kinds of flexibility that make Vin Diesel so great. He's able to be funny and subdued or intense and earnest, depending on the movie and the moment. But his unique appearance, he's ethnically ambiguous by his own description, allows him to believably appear in a number of roles and fit in seamlessly. He can be a super soldier, an extreme sports secret agent, a drag racing car thief who also helps the cops or something, a space murderer, or even an FBI agent turned babysitter. That's not usually what we think of when we talk about an actor's range, but Vin Diesel is able to bring a believable combination of earnestness and smirking to almost any character you can imagine. Yeah, and also something worth noting here of all these action stars, bald seems to be the new beautiful, James. Absolutely. I think the more you make yourself seem like a Mr potato head. The easier it becomes for the audience to imprint whatever they want onto you as a viewer. But it's not just his ability to blend winking with a sincere performance, but the level of dedication and passion he brings to his work that makes Vin Diesel stand apart. A few things start to make sense when you look at his career as a whole. Since he became a Hollywood star, it appears he's only showed up in things that he genuinely loves. This becomes especially clear when you consider some of the facts about his movies he's been in. Fact one, he's a huge Dungeons and Dragons nerd, fanatic, whatever you want to call it, with a broad enthusiasm for all kinds that we tend to refer to today as nerd culture. You can see this in his early appearances at trade shows where he was pitching street sharks. You thought we were kidding before, but no, in fact, he loves street sharks, which kind of makes me love him even more. His special power is the right hand roundhouse punch. He sends a competition to a watery grave. There's even stories about him on the set of The Chronicles of Riddick playing D&D with Carl Urban, Thandie Newton, and Dame Judi Dench. Oh, to be a fly on the wall of that movie set. This enthusiasm reached a peak when he was able to get the film The Last Witch Hunter made, a film in which he plays the lead, a witch hunter named Calder who is, and I'm being completely honest with you right now, just the character Vin Diesel has been playing in D&D for years. It's madness, isn't it? that he can get away with this. Well, how did he get away with it is the question. If that's not proof of his love for his roles, then try this. After Chronicles of Riddick flopped, along with the animated film Dark Fury, both of which flopped very hard, there were no plans to continue the Riddick series. But when asked to make a cameo in Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift, Vin Diesel said he would do it, but only on the condition that instead of getting paid, he'd get the rights to the Riddick series. That allowed him to find funding and get the newer Riddick film, aptly titled Riddick, to be made. Vin Diesel the man used a strategy that the character Dom Toretto would probably use to settle an argument. He basically raced in a quarter mile race to acquire something he wanted. Except it was for something that nobody wanted except for 
Vin Diesel. It's just wild to think about how committed he is to the things he loves. This also extends not just to his film roles, but to his fellow actors. Michelle Rodriguez has said that their friendship was a factor in her returning to the Fast and Furious franchise and might continue to be so. It's also possible the value of that friendship runs both ways as Vin Diesel may be joining her in the upcoming Avatar sequels. Another example of this is his dedication to Paul Walker. Since Walker's death, Vin Diesel has continually posted in memory of his friend and mentioned him often in interviews, and beyond that has been a vocal advocate for the Paul Walker Foundation, a collection of charitable endeavors in Walker's name that do charity work nationwide. This is particularly notable because Vin Diesel's social media presence is a mix of uplifting quotes and promotional material for whatever movie of his is available now. He doesn't speak a ton about his personal life or emotional existence, but the exception to that is a willingness to post long meditations on his friendship with Walker. It's pretty unique in that way. I would say the only other account that I could think of that does anything like this is mine. But it is worth noting that the love of Vin Diesel seems to swing both ways and doesn't always hit the friendship mark with his co-stars. He had a fairly public falling out with The Rock. We're not saying it was over a crick fail role in D&D, but you know, one can speculate. The Rock has stayed with the Fast and the Furious franchise, but on the one condition that he and Vin don't have to hang out anymore. All of this proves that Vin Diesel is mostly a good dude, but he's an especially committed performer who is passionate to the roles that he enjoys and who effectively brings his joy to the screen. But we can hear the critics whispering, how good is this guy at acting? Really, if his best role is that of a talking tree. Keep watching, we'll find out. We'd like to take a moment to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Feels. Feels is a better way to feel better. CBD has been proven to greatly reduce anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Navigating the world of CBD can be complicated and Feels would like to make the process as simple as possible so you can start feeling better sooner. I have personally been trying to find a more natural way to sleep and I found that CBD is very effective. I'm a very anxious individual and I need some help when I'm trying to relax my body before I go to bed and I don't like the way prescription drugs make me feel in the morning and I much prefer something natural like Feels. Feels is shipped directly to your doorstep in only a few days and they even offer a membership program which helps you save money on every order which you can pause or cancel anytime. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash filmhouse and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash filmhouse to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash filmhouse. Thank you, Feels. And now back to the show. Well, I would say first, think about how much you and many others connected to the character and then remember that all he says is his damn name. And, and I can't even believe I'm admitting this. It's stunning how many ways Vin Diesel is able to put different emotions into the simple sentence, I am Groot. I am Groot. No! I am Groot. Whoa! I am Groot! I am Steve Rogers. It's the same extremely good voice work that we saw in The Iron Giant. The ability to bring emotion through just his voice and to give that emotion meaning isn't because playing a talking tree is easy, but rather it's the opposite. And of course we recognize that Groot does not exist in a vacuum. A lot of people contributed on and off set to shape this character. And it's important to note that they trusted Vin 
to execute on that vision. His ability to provide depth with only his voice is even more impressive given how and so much of his work, his body is the main performance vehicle. It's hardly surprising that Vin Diesel doesn't subscribe to a particular school of acting technique. He's not a method guy, he's not a Meisner guy, or a Chekhov guy, he's more of just a Vin guy. He actually has a unique style all his own based largely on two elements of his early life, theater and breakdancing. Oh yes, the breakdancing. We can see the breakdancing influence his impressive body control and physicality. While he isn't known for doing his own stunts, though in some movies he has, he is able to project an air of physical capability that makes you wonder. It might actually be perhaps a little bit telling that stuntmen on two of his films, at least, have suffered major injuries. A skydiver actually died making Triple X, and his stunt double on Fast and the Furious 9 was hospitalized with a head injury. Regardless, these examples speak to his propensity for appearing in stunt-heavy movies because he looks and acts like that kind of action star. And three, two, one, action. So yes, audiences have come to expect this level of physicality and high voltage from Vin, and this raises the question of how extreme is too extreme and to what future lengths will Vin go? I mean, honestly, we're just gonna have to watch and see. And as far as his theater work goes, it's clear that he's used to the stage. His actions tend to be big and broad, as though he's playing to the back of the room. He's perfectly capable of playing things more subtle, see some of his earlier indie work and his later serious roles that he did. But when he's in control, his characters tend to sit in a pretty low key tone and then burst out into these huge moments of movement and action expression. Think of Xander Cage grumbling along until one of his friends is in danger or Dom Toretto's sudden yells when things really heat up. Set up the deal. This is all classic theatrical acting and Vin Diesel is able to translate that to stunt movies and car chases, which you have to admit, is pretty impressive. I don't have to admit anything, Adam, but it does seem like we have made a pretty good case for what makes Vin Diesel special in a non-ironic way. But there is one more thing that we need to put on the table, and that is his weird relationship with masculinity. In most action stories, the heroes are also super handsome sex gods. Their action power and force are a metaphor for a kind of masculine power. Vin Diesel definitely has some of that going on, but not like most action stars, for instance, instance, he's a huge dude with a bottomless closet full of white sleeveless muscle shirts. But he never comes off as threatening, right Adam? Yeah, he's rarely the sexy bad boy, well, except to me, but rather a hunky nice guy. He cultivates a kind of masculinity which pairs well with his ability to wink at the camera. Those rare moments come up most often when he's playing his characters as hypersexual. Most notably in Triple X Return of Xander Cage, one of the biggest laugh lines in the movie is when he has to have sex with a bunch of hot ladies to get some special codes or something. He looks at the camera and says, Unlike many other action stars, romance and sexuality are rarely parts of Vin Diesel's characters. In many of his movies, his relationships with the female lead is more of a partnership or a friendship, but not romantic. In The Last Witch Hunter, for example, he and Rose Leslie have a relationship that in many movies would end romantically, but instead they just kind of end up as witch hunting buddies. Wait, hold on. Are you saying that there's nothing romantic about being witch hunting buddies with someone? It's a passion filled industry, my friend. You might have to get HR involved. You know, I see what we're saying about it it's not 
overtly sexual, but I still think that witch hunting together is kind of like, even if it's not physical, I mean, it's basically the same thing as crawling into that VR machine from Lawnmower Man and hooking yourself up to another person that's also a butterfly. Anyway, there does appear to be a conflict here. In some roles, he's banging nameless ladies, but whenever a female has some sort of character, he can be seen treating her as an equal. There do appear to be some outliers, as always. In Riddick, it would appear that he turns a gay woman straight, but what can we say? No movie is perfect. No truer words have ever been said, James, but Vin Diesel is a unique action star, one who combines all the things we love about action movies into one giant, semi-ripped, non-threatening, multi-ethnic package. He's able to make intense moments feel light and light moments feel tense. He's an easily accessible performer who makes it easy for someone to project themselves onto, like you said, a Mr. Potato Head of sorts. He challenges the boring masculinity of traditional action stars and he's able to make his characters pop with his body or just his voice alone. He's an insanely kind and dedicated man and he's clearly living the best life I don't think we can argue with that one. And of course, he is the king of the nerds. So the question is, is Vin Diesel the greatest action star in the world today? Maybe that comes down to who you ask, but at the very least, he's made a hell of a career starting out as a kid who just loved some street sharks and wanted to bust up a theater. I gotta be honest with you, Adam. I'm The more I think about this, the less I believe that he was going to that theater to vandalize anything. But I got a feeling that he wanted to go in there so he could dance. It wouldn't be the first time I subscribe to the conspiracy theory that we're all living in Vin Diesel's giant scam to make us like him. I mean, it sounds better than the reality we're already living right now. Mm. I just want to say thank you to everyone for watching this very special episode of Filmhouse. We want to do more of these, so if you did enjoy the episode, please let us know below. You can do that with a likes or a comment. Either one makes us feel really good inside. We also have some other shows worth checking out, right, James? Why is my shirt different? You can tune in weekly to our Filmhouse podcast where we talk about all things movies and entertainment news. We'll see you guys next time. Later.